My new favorite word is lagom. It's Swedish and it means not too much, not too little, the right amount. It's kind of like a Goldilocks word. I learned about lagom on the new TV series, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. The show is inspired by the book of the same name by Margarita Magnusson. So what is death cleaning and what the hell does it have to do with productivity? Stick around and find out. Welcome to the Productivity Shift Podcast, the only podcast for women in charge who feel overwhelmed with all they have to do. Whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of your family or all of the above, this is the podcast for you. Choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I am your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hello, everyone. Have you ever just hunkered down and tackled a really cluttered area of your house, like a junk drawer, a closet, a storage room, a garage? I don't know why I'm picking all these storage places. It could be your office, your bedroom too, wherever, your pantry. It's a big deal to go through stuff, thin it out, and organize a space. And I don't know about you, but I always feel so much better after I do that in one of my spaces that just feels the most cluttered. Well, what if you did that with your entire home and therefore life? If you want to see what that looks like in action, check out the new show, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. I couldn't resist this show for two reasons. One, it's a home organization show. I love home organization shows. And frankly, there are not enough of them on the air right now. Two, it's executive produced and narrated by Amy Poehler. I love Amy Poehler. Right. So that's why I went to this party, right? So you can go to a party for all sorts of reasons, but why do you stick around at a party? Well, I stuck around at this party because this show gives us a glimpse into truly transformational experiences for their clients without exploiting their pain or making them the butt of the jokes. If anything, the lovely, ho- the not hosts, I guess, the lovely death cleaners, there's three death cleaners um, that all partner or all work together as a team to help their clients. But if anything, they're a little bit the butt of the joke sometimes in a really fun way. And they're really, they're really fun and cute. And I just can't go into all the cuteness of of these three death cleaners. Anyway, I've gotten ahead of myself here. You're probably like, okay, at least for the love of God, what the hell is Swedish death cleaning? Swedish death cleaning is a practice of decluttering and organizing your stuff so that you don't burden those you leave behind after you die. It's a kind thing to do for others and is a kind thing to do for yourself. It isn't necessarily something you do right before you die or even later in life. Some people would argue that it's never too early to start letting go of what no longer serves you. Hi, I am some of those people. (laughs) So when we say some people, me, I, I would argue that it's never too early to let go of the stuff that no longer serves you. Anyway, I've always noticed a lot of overlap in professional organizing and the productivity work I do. So I thought, let's see what the parallels are between Swedish death cleaning and productivity. So a quick side note, When it comes to stuff like clutter, I mean, there's lots of reasons for clutter, but if you're feeling distracted by the clutter around you, really do make it a priority to do something about it. I was doing a little research on this, and there's studies by the Journal of Neuroscience, Princeton University Neuroscience, and the Journal of Consumer Research, and they all found that clutter makes it difficult for people to focus and to process information, and it leads to increased stress and decreased productivity. 
So if your main workspace is cluttered, be sure to set aside some time and let some things go and create super simple organization for the rest of it. And I'm talking simple, like the worst thing you can do is get complex with organization. And we're going to talk more about that actually in this episode. All right. If your head is cluttered, on the other hand, reach out to me for what matters most session, and I will help you get it all out of your head and get you focused on making progress on what matters most to you. So these sessions that I do, they're totally free to anyone who's never done one before. (laughs) So I'll put a link in the show notes for you to book a session. Okay, back to Swedish death cleaning. I'll admit I've only watched the show. I have not read the book. I just found out about it, for goodness sakes, but I have watched a lot of episodes. So so maybe I could have read the book in that amount of time. But what follows is my take on Swedish death cleaning based on some Googling I've done and, of course, watching the process on the show across many, many episodes. So I'm going to cover six main points that that I kind of sussed out. One is start early. It's best to start the process of Swedish death cleaning as early as possible. And and in this sense, it's like in the day or like in the time period that you're allocating because you want to have time to go through everything carefully and make thoughtful decisions. Now, if you look at this through the lens of someone with a terminal diagnosis or who is near their end of the life, this makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense in your 40s too. You know, my wife and I are big on having a home that functions well and feels good to live in. She didn't always have that. You know, she distinctly remembers her parents fixing up their home before selling it so they'd get top dollar, not understanding why they wouldn't have fixed it up along the way so they could enjoy their life there even more. So don't wait to make your home a place you love, not a place full of things you've kept out of obligation or out of traditions that you don't actually care about. And the same goes when it comes to productivity. It's never too early or to, to make the space to spend time on what matters most. So I'm all in favor of start early. (laughs) So when it comes to Swedish death cleaning, when it comes to productivity, it's never too early to get your shit together, basically. All right, number two, they say to take stock of your possessions. So you begin by taking stock of all of your possessions, including everything from clothing and books to photos and mementos. This isn't all that different from Marie Kondo's approach of really digging into every single thing and touching every single thing. And I can totally get behind this from a productivity perspective. This is what the bonus brain is all about. So in my coaching programs, I help people build bonus brains that hold everything that needs to be remembered, everything they think they can, they need to do so they can then look at all of that and make conscious choices and be intentional about how they're spending their time. So speaking of which, (laughs) let's move on to number three, deciding what to keep. Once you have, you know, taken stock of all those possessions, once you've, from the productivity perspective, gotten everything into one place that you think you need to get done, now you're going to go through each item and decide what to keep. Consider whether the item is truly meaningful to you, whether it brings you joy. If it doesn't, consider donating it or selling it. Again, this is where I like Marie Kondo's approach too, where, where you hold on to something and see if it sparks joy for you. I think that's really important. So, and once again, yes, my def- definition of productivity is to make progress on what matters most while still being present to the people, experiences, and opportunities that matter most. So this means getting clear on what matters most, deciding what to keep, if you will. And this tees up number four very well, which is decide what to discard. 
So after you've decided what to keep, go through the remaining items and decide what to discard. This could include items that are worn out, broken, or no longer useful. So I think you already know that I'm cool with this. When it gets down to it, you can't do it all. So from a productivity perspective, you only have so much time. So what are you going to let go of so that you can spend your time on this planet with your people the way you want to? So again, decide what to discard. Number five, consider what to leave behind. As you sort through your possessions, think about what you would like to leave behind for loved ones. This could include sentimental items or important documents that are going to be useful after you're gone. Totally makes sense, right? And again, this fits for me from a productivity perspective, except the leave behind in this case is your legacy. What do you want your time here on earth to mean? Think about the thing, when you think about things this way, it makes it easier to decide what to let go of and easier to decide how you want to spend your time. And sometimes we can't get here about what we want our legacy to be until we go through those first steps of kind of taking stock of everything. Other times, you know what you want your legacy to be, and it helps you in those first few steps of of what we've been talking about so far. All right, number six, organize your possessions. Once you've decided what to keep and what to discard, organize your possessions in a way that makes sense to you. This can involve creating a system for storing items or labeling boxes so that loved ones know what they are. I love that what is stressed here in this is organizing things in a way that makes sense to you. Listen, I love the home edit. So another home organization show. I love the um, the style and aesthetic of their organization style, which they do a lot of stuff by organizing things in rainbow order. So Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, wait, Roy B. <laughs> red, orange, yellow, OG, green, blue, indigo, violet. Um, but I am not going to organize my personal growth and development books in order by rainbow color for me. It just doesn't work. That works for somebody else. It doesn't work for me. And the same thing can be said for your goals, your projects, your actions in the productivity space. Come up with super simple ways to organize what matters most to you, to organize your time in ways that are simple and straightforward so that you can easily choose each day what you will make progress on. Overall, the goal of Swedish death cleaning is to simplify your life and ensure that your stuff is organized and meaningful. It's not about just having a cleaned up space. It's not about minimalism. It's about living in a space that's meaningful to you and living a life that's meaningful to you. And so from everything I've seen, it aligns really well with how I define productivity in my just work. Making progress on what matters most while still remaining present to the people, experiences, and opportunities that are all around you. Death cleaning and just productivity are all about letting go of the stuff that just doesn't serve you and keeping your eye on what's most important from the past, in the present, and for your future. It's a practice of lagom. Not too much, not too little, the right amount. So here's to lagom in your surroundings, including your brain. So tell me, where do you have too much right now? And what is the one small thing you could do this week to get closer to Lagom in that area? And oh my gosh, if anybody speaks Swedish and you're laughing at how I'm pronouncing this, I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) I'm like, I listened to it a few times and I heard people use the word in a sentence. I heard, I've heard them talk about on Swedish death cleaning and I I feel like it changes. The pronunciation changes here and there. So hopefully I've been saying that right the whole time. All right. 
So how could you get closer to Logom in whatever area feels like too much right now? So this could be your physical space. So it could be some part of your home, your workspace, right? This could be on your actual to-do list. Maybe you just have too much on there and you need to take some things off. This could be your calendar. Maybe it's too full and you could let go of some things. Whatever it is, pick the area that's causing you the most stress and think about how you could let some things go there and get closer to Lagom in that area. And then, of course, be sure to head on, on over to the Productivity Shift on Instagram or Facebook for an emoji challenge. <laughs> I want you to, there'll be a, a, a weekly shift post there. Uh, and so I want you to use your emojis to tell me what area of your life has too much and then use emojis to express how you'll feel when you get to Lagom in that area. Or you can use words, you don't have to use emojis, whatever you want. I just want to hear from you because I love hearing what you're working on and I love hearing how it feels to make progress on what matters most. One more thing. Did you like this episode? If you did, would you do me a favor and of course review it and all that stuff, review me, blah, blah, blah. But more importantly, I want you to share it. Share it to your favorite place on social media and tag me at The Productivity Shift. Oh, wait, one more thing. <laughs> sorry. One more thing. Uh, sorry, not sorry. If you want to get Legome in your brain or to Legome in your brain, right, to get to not too much, not too little, just the right amount, be sure to sign up for a free What Matters Most session. Just go to aliceenriquez.com forward slash what matters most to grab a spot on my calendar. And of course, that link will be in the show notes. Okay, now that's that's really it. No more. Go on now. Get out of here. And of course, until next week, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to The Productivity Shift. If you're ready to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the Dare to Prioritize Challenge is the best next step. You can sign up for free and start the challenge today at daretoprioritize.com. Hey, everybody, you did it. You made it to the credits section of this podcast. <laughs> the Productivity Shift is lovingly created by me, Elise Enriquez, and it would not make it out into the world on time every week without the support of Rachel Sonia. She is our producer and makes sure that everything happens on time and gets delivered beautifully to your ears every single week.